Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned into Mogul Talk, a podcast that serves as a canvas for entrepreneurs to share their triumphs and struggles on their journey to becoming the moguls of tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned into your favorite podcast, the only podcast that you should be listening to, but I know y'all be cheating on us and listening to, to Joe, um, Joe Budden, you listening to Brilliant Idiots, all the good stuff. Joe Rogan. Uh, personally, I've been listening to Freakonomics. That's a very excellent, excellent podcast if you want to learn a new thing every day. This is China Uncensored, because, you know, the Chinese be out here wilding, especially with the Hong Kong uh, citizens who are protesting for democracy. Um, fuck I communism. To, uh, what, what is that? Business of hype. Um, Mike Line. That business of hype is fire. I love business of hype. Jeff Staple. He's a staple. Shout out to D- <laughs> Jeff Staple. Fucking made the NYC pigeons red NYC edition. Um, only two hundred pairs made. People had to come in, buy the pair, and in order to um, not get robbed, they had to go out through the back door where a taxi was already waiting for them. Remember a couple of, um, I think it was like a couple of years ago where they did the, oh, the not for resale drop on Jordan 1. Yep, the, yep, the yep. Red colorway, and certain stores in the Midwest were like, this is not for resale, so if you want to buy them, take it out the box, throw on the shoes, and walk out the door with the shoes on. Wow. SMH, SMH. Seriously. I mean, you know, people always going to come out with a peculiar way of trying to sell their item. Of course, of course, of course, man. Packaging is always, you know, very, very important. That's what I give it up for Apple. Like, their packaging has always been top notch. Everything in the box, using less uh, materials and um, not having any wasted space. Sometimes packages just be having empty space that is not necessary. And that shit is appealing. That's a metaphor for life. There's a lot of shit in our lives that have... The clutter. The clutter. Minimalism. Get rid of that clutter. Um, But you are tuned into your favorite podcast, episode 302. I am your boy, King Jules. And I go by the name of Church. And you're now tuned into Mogul Talk. And I think that, you know, we started off on some great energy. And I think this episode is going to be really good. How do you feel, Kev? I feel great. Uh, One thing I got to shout out is even though I am a Queens boy, is shout out to the Yankees um, for clinching the... What is it? AL ALCS. No, AL, ALCS. By this time in three ALCS, games, we would be already starting the game. And this is not a matter about Queens because the Mets suck ass, and I'm from Queens and I'm a Yankees fan. So I know. I mean, I don't know how you could be from Queens and be a Yankees fan, but I don't hate on the Yankees. Realistically you know? speaking, they're a dynasty. They are they're a dynasty. They ha- they're one of the most staple brands, not even just as a team, but just in general. Like you see that Yankee symbol, that brand stands out very strong. Top three um, most. Uh, profitable uh, franchises. Number one, Cowboys. Number two, I think is Knicks. And number three is Yankees. Yankees. And two of those uh, are New York teams. Yeah. 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 Even though the Knicks suck, um, there's going to be all about the Nets now. Like, people canceling their Knicks. I mean, no, passes. people are canceling KD and the Nets. Did you see him on Twitter today? He was going off and they were dragging him. because. What did he say? He was, like, essentially trying to, like, defend himself because people, um, Twitter trolls are saying that, like, this is Knicks Nation and you can't come up in here. This is going to all Always going to be New York's team next forever, forever, forever. Um, and then he was just like, I don't want to hear y'all say this when it comes time to play ball. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. He shouldn't feed into that. Like, first of all, like, I feel like here in New York, it isn't like in Boston, where if you see a person wearing a Yankees hat in Boston, the Boston fans are going to like fuck you up. Yeah, exactly. Um, in New York, like, 
If you, see a, we have, if you see a Boston person, nobody's going to say anything. In in Yankee Stadium, they will. They'll give you shit. Of course. But, like, outside, you can walk around and be fine. But um, I think that's the difference between, like, New York and Boston as, like, cities. Because New York, we know it's a melting pot. You know, I saw somebody with a Milwaukee Brewers hat on the other day. I didn't want to go and jump the guy because of he course had a Brewers not. hat on. It's New York. You got people from all over the world who want to come here and live here. But it's, like, the difference when you're living in, like, Boston in that... That's a different dynamic where it's like you're literally in Boston Nation. Like I remember when I went to Boston last year this time. Like, dude, when I tell you everything was Red Sox, the hotels are Red Sox, the local, every local was and Red Patriots, Sox. I assume. And this is right after Boston had won the World Series. So oh, of you course, know, the of pride course. was fucking crazy, you know. So you know that that, that just says it's it, crazy it, how they won the World Series last year and this year they were ass like terrible. complete, complete. But that's utter. what hap- that's what happens in sports. You know, the team that w- typically wins the the championship or the world series or the nfl doesn't necessarily win back to back to back of course or they don't go back the next year the only dynasty in the past five years who've done that are my boys warriors. the warriors and you got to give shout outs to lebron because even though he wasn't on a team lebron went to eight straight nba finals and he's the most consistent thing out there he's probably gonna go back he's going back if you saw the game the other night Bro, the Lakers body my Warriors, and I have so much respect for LeBron. I'm happy to see it. Um, it's just somebody else's different time to shine, you know? Totally, totally. Um, and um, one other thing is that it's crazy, but Yankees were able to come out on top, but they had mad in- injuries this year. In- like, everybody was on the DL list, but yet they were still good. You know, it's, it has all, it's, everything is about the business model and seeing the talent ahead of time you know what i mean the yankees farm system they have great talent in their farm system just waiting to be called up Hell yeah. and they, they that the proof is in the pudding in who they called up at the right time because and how they showed up it's the yankees this is the biggest stage in the world you're telling me that you're not going to show up and show out you know for that game Hell yeah. you know so they, they gave even though they had many injuries Great team culture. Aaron Boone, amazing manager. I'm out, wow, this sounds like an ESPN podcast right now, and I'm going. I'm really showing my true self. Nah, you got to show up. You got to show up. Um, but Aaron, Again, I'm a Mets fan, but I respect the Yankees. Aaron Boone, great manager, great business strategy from the um, general management, the front office for the Yankees, and knowing exactly what to do and who to put in the right place to succeed. And that is a metaphor for business. You're going to short plug right there, you know. Facts. Make sure you see the talent before the successful. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll die definitely dive more um into this when we talk about our topic for today let's get into let's get into it yeah yeah, yeah. um really when it comes to talent um when you see something you have i guess preconceived expectations Um, definitely when you're having that like unfortunately like when it comes to music specifically there's no more like art artist development so I don't know how you can really build expectations without you having to develop someone. In baseball and sports, they have farm systems where we're going to work you out um, and you can definitely come up and do well if we work you out just well. In businesses, there's internships that if they see potential in someone, build them up and then they can set the expectation for them. Um, it's important to have those expectations because in music, you can see how many artists are signed. I don't think they have... Uh, adequate expectations and that's why they're not here anymore they're gone after a year um even someone like pop smoke who's hot right now um in my opinion i don't think he will be here in two years Uh in a year or two just because his music is kind of monotonous um and that's also a big thing with why people aren't sticking no more innovation um and then that's in anywhere not even just the music industry that's in art that's in 
business um, that's in finance. You know, there's nobody doing anything particularly different. Like everybody see, like we talked about this last episode, is that when you you see that this this new somebody's cooking a new dish and you're very iffy about it and you see the people in one person in the kitchen but as soon as you see it coming together and it's successful everybody wants to jump in and try to get the recipe or they want to put their hand in it and take credit for it and then they want to go on and they want to do their own thing and that's what's happening in a lot of things in the world right now is that everybody's doing the same exact thing trying to go the same exact trajectory not trying to do anything to change it and that's why i feel like we're as a country and as an economy we're very stagnant right now yes there's new businesses but we're not doing anything we're like america used to be the forefront of innovation you know uh-huh, what i mean uh-huh. especially we had like a 20 year run like from the 90s up until very recently where like innovation was through the roof like phones got smaller um computers got smaller cars got faster yep um now i feel like the one true like innovative company is like tesla just because they have been able to they haven't even gone to the point where they're generating enough cash because they are losing money every year but they're inching closer every every single year because they are making manufacturing and selling more cars every year because they're becoming more affordable which is what their plan was every other car company is miles and miles and miles behind them when it comes to electric because they had the expectation that this is going to be the future they had the foresight um, to know that this was is the future, and they're gonna end up on top. Everybody's gonna be driving a Tesla in I say 15 years. While Toyota, Honda, their electric cars aren't gonna be up to par. Um, you even see recently Tesla freaking has the smart summon where the car comes to you now um, when you're on the app. Like that's some next level shit. People say that Apple is like the most innovative company, but like they only have like their iPhones now. Innovation in phones is just screen size. Like every the crams are all ultimate. Um, the RAM is all ultimate. There really isn't much more, many more things to do. That's why you have foldables coming now. Uh-huh. But that's not even the future either. Like, or like then the future of that is like you got the foldable or phones that are double as tablets. And that's yeah. something that think, they think people want. But like we're not like innovation is not you're doing something that you think people want. You want to do something that changes the landscape of what you're doing and, and exceeds the expectations. Like I think that with their most recent Apple drop, people were just like, oh, wow, iPhone 11. Great. New phone. Like the dedicated iPhone people, you know, they're going to buy it. But mm-hmm. for users of Samsung users or alternative phone users, like, like they're like oh okay like that's what i expected from apple the same shit there's mm-hmm, nothing mm-hmm. different and like if you think 10 years ago you know rest in peace of steve jobs when the fucking iphone 4 was like really popping which you is know? considered like the most uh beautiful design people consider the iphone 4 or iphone 5 because they're kind of similar but iphone 5 is just a little taller people consider that the best um looking iphone they wanted to go back to that and apparently it might go back to that next year um, but that was all Steve Jobs. That was the last phone that that really like changed the game of innovation. And then like the new MacBooks and like yes, they tried to change the game of innovation with like the the keyboard, he- the keyboard and uh, headphone ports and everything. But right now like- they're gonna go back to the old uh, scissor keyboard because the butterfly keyboard that um, is on the current MacBook Pros. They have been they've had to make four generations of it because any piece of dust that went in it would break it would brick it. And now the new MacBook Pro uh, leaks say that they're going to go back to the scissor keyboard because people like it more. And it's just, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know? They tried to innovate there. Um, They had the expectation that it'll work out. They're like, oh, more free-flowing fingers. Um, You'll be able to type faster. But 
it it, it kind of didn't work out for them in the end. Sure. Because now they're gonna they're going back to how it was. Yeah. So I see your keep like mentioning expectations. Like I think you dropped it like about four times in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really, it's just because uh, there's this book called Great Expectations by the great uh, Charles Dickens. Um, it's kind of about like it's a journey of alienation, success, failure, self discovery, and in that book, it teaches you how you learn things um, when you fail. Uh, basically, the life of all of entrepreneurs. Um, in that book, it kind of teaches you how to separate your aspirations from actual expectations. And what is the difference between those? Um, in, in my opinion, you need an aspiration, but you also have to be real with yourself and how you're going to obtain that aspiration. I want to be a billionaire. You can't just be a billionaire today or tomorrow um and then three days later you become one unless you won the three lotteries it doesn't work that way you need to say hey i want to be a billionaire by creating the best uh flower pesticide everybody needs that if you do gardening you gotta figure out a way to create the chemical compounds to do that Uh the first step is figuring out what chemicals um uh are bound together in order to kill plants that's an expectation you have to set for yourself i'm gonna do research this week in order to figure that out then i'm gonna figure out how to get those so i think expectations is more of an immediate goal for yourself because i think they could be interchangeable goals and um expectations but goals can also be an aspiration there's levels to it um aspirations are what we all dream of since we were a little kid uh but you have to set yourself, um, what's the word? Not accurate. Feasible expectations to yourself in order to achieve those aspirations. So I, the way, just a bit where you are in a conversation, I definitely feel like both of them are tied hand in hand. You uh-huh. know? I think that more recently I am trying to be more open and honest. So I'm just going to be straight up about this in this conversation that, you know, sometimes I beat myself up because I tend to blur the lines between my aspirations and my expectations. And I think that I follow a certain trajectory or I do the right things or I'm trying to do the work, you know, as an entrepreneur and as a person in general. And I get very upset that what I aspire to is not also the expectation. And when those expectations don't happen, I that's when I'm like, Julian, what did you do wrong? What is wrong with you? Like, yeah, yeah. What is your problem? You know, it can be so frustrating, and I feel the same way all the time. I've been saying it uh, since I was like a freshman in college that I wanted to be on the radio or speak for a living. And you know, we are working at it, uh, and it's gonna take time, um, but it still becomes frustrating. Uh, that's why it makes me so happy that we we just got to add. It took three years, but we just got to add for our podcast. So it sucks with social media when you see everybody else pretending to strive because i promise you 90 percent of those people aren't striving they just fake it to make it look like they are because clout is one hell of a drug unfortunately very true um, don't fall into it but really what it is is the expectations that we have set you had set for yourself recently are making the beat every week that is exactly the first step or maybe the fifth step into making sure that you uh keep your gears uh oiled up when it comes to making music that's why we had to do the show last month and have another show november 9th in order to keep our name out there it does like i said it gets so frustrating when 
you want something to happen and you be- and you love the thing that you're doing and they always say do what you love because that's what's going to make you happy but then in the end you're not being happy True. because it's not working out it's like i feel when like when do you become happy it's like i feel like sometimes our expectations undermine our happiness and our success you know right. it's just like oh man you know we're working you say all right you know what for the past three years, I want to get into radio. I want to be public, do public speaking. I want to host. I want to do all this stuff. And it's not happening on the trajectory that you don't want to happen on, but you're doing the work. Like you said, it took us three years to get an ad on the podcast. Three seasons. It took us to finally get an ad to even get the traction enough to have this, you know? So when I think about it, it's like sometimes we're like, yo, is this enough? Like, we're, we're, I think it's just sometimes it gets overwhelming, realistically Definitely. speaking. Um, we just want to make I feel like We want to make everyone proud You know We want To get that head nod From like our parents Head and, nod from our girl And our friends And, and our, our friends And get that sense of validation And you know It's like We're so blessed to have people Behind us And like support What we want to do And they're like We believe in you And you constantly Feel like the pressure When they saying like Yo like J- Julian you, you up next You know Like one day This totally, is gonna be totally. you This is gonna be you Kev yo Yo I can't wait to hear you On your own radio show I can't wait, wait to see What you do You know And you hear this Constantly when you Interact with people And you build that Sense of pressure And you know Pressure bursts a bubble You know what Definitely. I mean If you keep pushing And pushing And pushing And telling somebody Yeah I expect you To do this You're gonna do great things And you're gonna do that And then that trajectory doesn't happen, you know. We talked about this last episode that Roundtable has been in the game for four years. And sometimes I think to myself, like, have we done anything in that amount of time? Because people have built up these expectations like, yo, this is going to be big or this is going to be that and this is going to do that. And when it doesn't happen, I'm just like, well, am I doing enough? You know, and I kind of built up those same expectations for us, too. Like, I want us to be on that level. I want us to aspire to be there. And yes, in the process of... it's aspiring that's becomes our expectation and that's what we want to be our reality and i'm a firm believer of like if you can think it it can become reality um your thoughts can become reality that's one thing and the second thing i think the way you have to maneuver while having all that pressure uh is making sure you don't have any hate in your heart like towards other people who are successful or seem successful I don't um, even hate for yourself. Or like jealousy and hate for yourself, yeah. Um, one thing is that you say that pressure can make a bubble burst, but pressure also makes diamonds. And so we're always going to be under pressure. True. Um, it's how you handle that pressure, how you use that energy and make it become something else. Because energy can become many things. Um, it just depends where we hone that energy. Um, and also uh, make sure that we always count our blessings. It's something that I always reiterate. The blessings that we have are like none other, especially you and me. We have our own places that we pay our rent out of our pocket. We got a 95 that we use to pay our bills. And we are becoming, we are we are adults now. Who would have thought that we ever made it? We wasn't supposed to make it past 25. Like, it's a fact. You know, those blessings, are, but what are we going to do next? Um, and, that, and that's where it kind of, like, grips me up. Because you, you, you we, we, all right, exactly. We hit QC quarter century 25 club we were not supposed to make it but we made it we graduated we got jobs we're established we're doing what we want to do we're making positive strides in the community making a difference helping people in any way that we possibly can but then it kind of 
when you get to it and you're going through the motions because every day everybody goes through the motions and you're like well what's next i've done this what's next and sometimes i think it all boils down to like mentorship and having the right people around you because if you are like you and i we're just starting in this game we everything that we've done for the past four years has been trial and error on our own trying to figure it out being in the right spaces taking notes anywhere we can to get to the next level but we reach this level and we're like what's next what do we do now you know right right it um that is the issue where i think one of the, also like a big hurdle that we Excuse have me. to go through is that is the funds you know unfortunately we don't got we aren't trust fund babies we don't got just disposable income to try and put on things greater like we've been trying to we've been wanting to get like merch going on for roundtable we have it um, but we don't sell it at our shows it's something that we would like to begin doing that way our name could go out there because i'm sure 100 sure that we have dope shirts people are gonna buy them yeah definitely um you know like look at my man 24 karat dave he's um, 24k he's on his grind right now vlogging um i feel like he'd be on the gram a lot but <laughs> it's all good uh, but he put out shirts long sleeves and he, he'd be showing 30 people on his gram that are rocking that and cop that shit you know and he sent it to them his own design and that's impressive you know and that i bet that makes him so happy like i'm pretty sure before that like he was like what am i gonna do you know he has a sales job or whatever but what am i gonna do with my life and he is like fuck it i'm gonna take it into my own hands and just try um and that's what i think that that's a important trigger word try yeah you know i i saw this video and uh gary v talking a few months back and gary v was like well if you have a nine to five job you're not a real entrepreneur because you're not going out there and you're not getting it and like this is your the hustle is not the only thing you're doing and sometimes you know we all have been on that like journey especially when you're a creative um even as a creative entrepreneur you're just like well what point do i quit my job and this becomes my job you know what i mean and like teeter-tottering on like am i gonna be able to make it imagine um what do i do in this instance and it's a matter of trying um you know you you have the expectation yeah you know what i might not make any money you know i might fail it might be successful but it's a journey and like you said and you go quoting charles dickens it's a journey it's you learn about yourself self-discovery you learn that sometimes you have to do it alone sometimes that it's not going to be easy you got to learn to be successful and you're going to learn how to fail but in the process of doing all those things you're going to be better because of it because you tried and doing it and i think that's something that i need to continuously work on and definitely stop all do stop beating myself up so much about like not doing enough it's also important to have these conversations um because when you get stuck in your own head it's really not the best place to be at no definitely you you need to reflect your thoughts off of something else someone else bounce it off someone else to think like if you're wilding if your thoughts are actually accurate um you you need another uh, perspective you need, definitely need the sound it's perspective which angle you looking from if you took a chance ever wonder who you took it from i'm from brooklyn son got no problem taking nothing <laughs> so i took nothing and made it something bars you don't, you don't know about that hot 16 i mean so kev how do you feel about where you are on your journey you know what are your expectations your aspirations right now like today in this moment 8 14 p.m 
Wait, where, where, what are you feeling? There, there are two ways I look at my expectations. Like, I always wonder, like, am I doing the right things in my life? There's two things that I think we all strive for. Financial stability and, like, having, like, our dream thing that we're doing. You could work for UPS. You could be a garbage man, make mad cheddar, but it might not be what you want to do. But you'll be financially stable. You'll be able to take care of your kids. That job ain't going nowhere. You're going to have benefits here in your New York kids. City. You know what I'm saying? Um, I hope y'all taking care of your kids, all right? That's why I'm not having any, so I don't got to worry about that. Um, unless a pretty young lady, lucky lady, want to change that. But that's neither here nor there. That way, you could do that job and have financial stability. You could become a firefighter, which is a commendable job. Nobody hates on the FDNY. People Never. hate on the popo. Um, fuck the pigs, I mean, how but... problematic can you be as a fire? <laughs> you can't. Fire you know you what can't. I mean? You're like... saving people. Like, unless you're like, I'm not going to save this black person. Let me save this white woman over here. Then that's a problem. But I think they're just grabbing whoever they see. Anyway, um, you can, let me think. Um, if you love surfboarding, you could probably be surfboarding all night and day, living in Hawaii. Um, but you might not make enough money on that, but you're having the best time of your life. Or you could go backpacking in Europe. Um, you have two sets of clothes and somehow survive. It's possible. People do it all the time. In Colombia as well, in South America, you can do this. Um, but you won't be financially there. For me, when it comes to finances, I think that I'm definitely getting there in terms of like having my 401k. Um, so make sure that everybody always has their 401k because that will serve you in the future when you turn like 65 and have and retire, you'll have money coming in that you've been putting away. That's the problem. Like we don't look a lot in the in the long term. Um, we have a lot of short-term gra- short-term gratitude instead of uh, looking into long-term gratitude. Sure. Um, but um, and so then I am lucky enough to work for a company that is uh, employee-owned. So every year, stock is allocated to the uh, workers. So I have like two and a half shares of my company, and each share is worth like a thousand dollars. If I work there for five years or five or six years, every year I get an extra share. Um, and then if I work there for five years, I get 100% of those shares, like the money that is involved. If I work for like four years, I only get 80%. If I were to quit, if I worked three years, I only get 60%. Two years, 40%. One year, 20%. Um, that is something else that I don't know if I'm going to be working in my company for five years, but if I had to, I know I'm looking. I have this that, is a possibility. This is. A- I have that to look forward that in the future that I might be okay because I'll have this amount of money. Um, and then the third thing is like my credit score and my credit card debt. Luckily, I don't have any student loan debt. So I, in my opinion, I think that financially I'm gonna be okay. So I, I I'm not worried about that. So that's half of what I think my that's expectations. That's half the battle. Yeah, that has, that's half and the battle. Honestly, for you, that like you're definitely blessed, you know, in comparison to a lot of other people our, our age, you know. Yeah, yeah. In that position. And I'm not trying to flex on you. I, I tell you this because this is information that I know that I have that I want you to have as well. Um, because it's if you if I can do it, trust me, you can do it as well. Um, we all have the power. We all have the tools. We just got to build the house. You feel me? And so the second thing is like. Uh, what is the job that I'm going to have where I'm going to be happy? I'm not sad right now. My job isn't hard. I, I can wake up. I can go to work every day. I'm in the office. I'm doing my thing. I never have issues because I always get my, my job done. Um, and it's not a hard job, and I have a decent wage. But am I really, like, happy there? Like, it's cool. 
I don't really foresee myself moving out. I'm not going to become the CEO. Um, so what is it that I want to do? I want to be able to be with my creative friends and make content. You know, that is the goal. That's everybody's goal. Everybody wants to do that. Um, and of course, I, it takes up to me to find my voice, make sure that what I'm uh, conveying to the masses is good information. It is information that is useful. Um, and that I don't sound like, sound like a dumbass. That's why another thing, expectation for myself is like reading more. That's what I 100% need to do, whether it be physical book or doing an audio book. Because I don't think podcasts are enough. They're great. Like Freakonomics, it's great. I learned from there. China Uncensored, it's great. I learned from there. But there's so many other things that, uh, so many perspectives that you can see by just simply picking up a book that your whole world will change. Your whole outlook will change. And I think it, I need to do that in order to, one, to speak to y'all better because I have limited experience in the things that I do. Um, I have limited experience in the information that I have, but it, there's so much information out there that I need. We need to all hone it. I want to hone it to be able to be able to speak to y'all better. You know what I'm saying? And I think that'll uh, push me towards a bigger platform. You know, Definitely. making our platform bigger. Um, and it also takes you know just discipline, man. Another expectation I have of myself is physical um, discipline. I finally got back into the gym this month. I'm starting. I'm gonna start hitting that stairmaster 40 minutes a day, and so I can make that butt tight. You know what I'm saying? And Pause. Uh, you know, my shit is gonna look right. Just so y'all know. Pause. <laughs> nah, no pause. Play. Nah, I'm playing. But, uh, I, I'm trying to look, I'm trying to, you know, have my breathing better, you know, so when I go up the stairs, I don't huff and puff. You know, this is all, all these things work together. It's so hard, man. It's so hard. And, but we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it. I, I definitely agree. You feel me? You know, I think that you have realistic expectations. And that's super important. Definitely. Um, you hit it on the head right there. Realistic expectations, things that you can go after, things that you can really change the landscape. And I think that's sometimes what we get caught up in is that people have expectations bigger than them. And then when they the expectations are, they're, they're disappointed by what happens because of those expectations. I think for me right now, I don't have a lot of expectations. I think I did it like a while back probably like the past six months or so but honestly the past three years um post-grad has taught me a lot you know i thought that i was going to graduate and walk into the career of my dreams like like everybody else you know post-grad it's some american dreams man this shit was ingrained in our head it was and it's like you and you, it's so not accurate your parents tell you like go to school to get a job and you're going to be successful because you got that job because you got that degree and then you go to school and you get out of school and you realize that like shit like jobs are fucking hard to get and they're like <laughs> you're competing as a post-grad with people who are like 10 20 years older than you and they're trying to compete Facts. for the same job that you are and they're not looking at you like hey oh my gosh this little kid just graduated he leaves a job like how can we help him it's pretty much just like survival of the fittest. It is what it is. You got to do what the best you can with what you have. And for me, 
I got in a comfortable position. I went back to a job opportunity that I knew was going to be safe and I was going to get a paycheck and I was going to be stable and I wasn't going to have any worries. And realistically speaking, I built up an expectation that I wasn't going to be there long and that it wasn't going to be two years later that I would still be in that same job. And yes, I've gotten promotions and opportunities, but like I thought that I'd be further along doing way more stuff, you know, Definitely. And I had to get pulled back to earth, you know, recently, you know, um, I got a raise at my job and for the longest period of time, I was complaining that like, hey, they weren't paying enough. I need more money. I need more money to be able to to fund my dreams and you know have a better life and you take know, care of your girl take care of my fiance and plan a wedding and do all this good stuff and realistically speaking you know six months ago i didn't have this and i my perspective was like oh i am not i'm not quite there because i didn't have this and now that i have it i was still finding myself complaining and i think more right, recently right. now I'm trying to, like, do better with, like, being more present and focused on, like, where I am now and not worrying so much about, like, the future and building up expectations for my life and job opportunities. And honestly, like, I think just me even being in a job hunt, like, the past, like, year or so, my expectations are very low in terms of just, like, life. And I need to do better and, like, real set realistic expectations and not live in such a cloud world of just, like, Hey, this is gonna happen or this is what I'm dreaming and hoping for so I think for me I think right now I'm just gonna try to focus on setting realistic expectations setting better short-term goals and trying to just do better and be better you know yeah um really what's important is just trying to not have your mind so jumbled and it's really hard to have that happen here in New York City because there's so much noise that surrounds us at all times 24 hours of the day Brian Holiday, um, he wrote Ego is the Enemy. Um, he has a new book called Stillness is Key. I haven't read it, but his argument is just that you have to try. If you're playing with your kids, just be in the moment and bask in this moment that you have currently. Don't think about anything else because that's how you will make sure your focus isn't the most important thing that's in front of your face. Sure. Stillness is key. Uh, I need to read the book to make sure to see what more of his argument is. But um, I, I agree with him. You have to, you can't be, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. Like, that's a real thing. Um, we do want to become renaissance men, have octopus, whatever, have octopus arms where we have our hand in everything. But I think once you realize that, like, like how, oh, I got my raise. This is the blessing that I've been looking for. I, like, finally got it. You can't be, like... I need more now, you know? Yeah. That's that's what billionaires are. How I don't know how when you have a billion dollars you need more. Unfortunately, I guess if you're a big company, you have investors and we live in America where you always have to be going up, you can't be stagnated. I don't understand. Like it sucks that that model that's the model. But then that's that's the system because even just us as black people like we're always told like hey we need more you know you don't have enough you never have enough and that's just that poverty mindset that we've all yep. been ingrained with this is like you're always on a hustle to get more you're hungry for more you want more opportunities you want more money you want more clothes you want more cars you just want more and more and more and more and more and more and it's because like that mindset has been ingrained in us from and what sucks is that like people say when you get money you realize that money isn't everything and it's not but it 
it's hard to teach someone that who doesn't have money. And there's no, there's that step. Like I have to have money to have that feeling, and it sucks because it won't, it won't be until then that you understand. But it's certain life lessons that we need to learn to help us bring us like back into that moment. Like for instance, my brother, he he's about to turn 21 and you know you know we've been trying to like give him some pointers and life tips and stuff like that but just get into the point of realization that you know what sometimes there's some things in life that you have to learn for yourself that people can't coach you on they can't teach you and even though people are telling you over and over and over again like this is what you should do or this is how you should go about doing things you have to learn that for yourself you have to learn and make those mistakes for yourself to make you an adult to make you uh more aware of like hey you know what i had to learn that lesson and say i have enough i don't need more this is the blessing that I've been waiting for. I need to take this and be grateful for it and do the most out of like with what I had because for the longest period of time I didn't have that. And now that I have it, what am I doing? I'm just complaining about it and saying, "Oh, I need more." But hey, you didn't have this before. So like be focused on where you are and that lesson that I had to learn is the reason why I'm just like, "You know what? I have to take that step back and I have to be able to just see like there is like you said, count your blessings. You know what I mean. And you gotta learn that lesson on your own. Mm-hmm. And it sucks, you know. Like, I, uh, I do count my blessings, but it's hard. Like I said, it is always hard. And when you don't achieve like what you were expecting, that's also when you have a lack of motivation. Like, and then you feel like you're not doing enough, and then that creates a cycle, and yep. you start all over and over again. And then all you do is start smoking weed, and you don't want to get up. And you just be chilling. Or you get depressed and you get upset and wonder why your life is not going the way you want it. But we encourage you today to keep your head up, set realistic expectations, and know that you can do it as long as you put your mind to it. Yeah, and like, if, in order to keep yourself motivated, one thing that is very important, this is something that I don't practice that I really should. I know Julian does practices, though, which is so impressive. Uh, is like my writing, eyes are wide open, but <laughs> writing shit down. Oh, okay, yeah, like, yeah. Always definitely. writing shit down. Um, I didn't know. know what to expect from that. <laughs> no, nah, nothing too crazy. It's but it's just a, it's such a simple task. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You could write it down. You might make yourself do actually do it. Yeah. Whether I, it be, um, like my little brother, he swears he's gonna move to France after he graduates college. He is studying art, but and become a fashion designer i believe in him and but i always tell him yo why don't you go down to the garment district get you the 50 percent off garments out there and start start learning how to sew because if you're not if you don't know how to sew how are you going to be making fashion you, you're not going to be dictating things you have to do that shit yourself the old um the original fashionistas from like the medieval times they were working with scraps for yeah, the garbage honestly you know to make it look good you know um, so I'm like, Devin, you got to start learning how to sew. And then he got a sewing machine that he, now when I go, go to my parents' house, he has a sewing machine right on his And bed. he's just working honestly, but see, that's, that's the basic of where it starts. And you, I, I take it from a biblical perspective because you brought up like the reason why, like I write, the reason why I write is because in the Bible, it says, write the vision and make it plain. And Beautiful. I write everything from my ideas to just thoughts that happen on every day like i have four separate books i have just the idea book i have the work that i need to get done then i just have my own personal writing book and then i have just the business book so 
I try to put it on paper as much as possible and I encourage anybody out there to do it. It's very necessary. Um, but if you, you know how to write, it, I if, feel like people don't know how to write no more. But even this is the basics, <laughs> as long as you understand it, like there's never, I Bad have facts. all these books, like, and nobody else needs to understand my language and know what I do. And like, you know, the same way that you were encouraging Devin, like, Hey, you just need that push. You need somebody to just say, Hey, this is what you what you should do. This is how you do it. And like, hopefully, one day my books that I'm writing, like my kids. That's why I tell Allison. I said I'm writing these books and I'm writing these books. So like, when my kids get old old enough, they can read the books and understand like what I was doing or why I do it. And You're like, writing your own history. True, I am. So like, for one, for instance, like some. I told my story and made his story. History is not real. It's it's a, <laughs> it's fabrication. a social construct. Um, but hopefully, like, some one day, you know, somebody like Devin can read it and it'd be like, they can learn from it and they can get those pointers 100%. and that, that understanding, you know what I mean? You know, you just gotta go out. Even, like, it. Michelle Obama, she had her book, um, what's her book that dropped a year ago? I don't remember the name, but I know what you're talking about. Well, she's about to come out with, like, 150 quotes from, like, the book uh-huh. that are, like, which is crazy, there's 150 in there. Becoming, this is the book, Becoming, and, um... It's like becoming's excerpts, so it's like an add-on. 150 like quotes from the book that people felt were like the most important things, takeaways from it. Um, she was just telling her story, True. and which apparently you know that became like the best-selling book or whatever. Um, not or whatever. Shout out to Michelle Obama, she had a fatty, and they <laughs> oh um, and she about to re-release that. She about to sell another 100 million copies of that. Um, but she j- jotted down her feelings. What she went through, uh, being with Barry O, being in the White House, how she was in Harvard um, when she was going through law school. And now it resonates with other people. A black woman, you know, who was at the top of the land and now is resonating with the average American. But, you know, what's crazy is that, like, you mentioned how it resonates as for her as a black woman. But I don't think that our stories shouldn't matter just based off of color. Definitely you know what not. I mean? Like for a, a, black, a young black woman or just a, a woman in general, they can resonate with her story where no matter of race, religion, sexual orientation, creed or whatever it may be, I think that we kind of got to get out of that mindset of just like we're like how, how, do, how do I phrase this? It's like when Whitney Houston sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Like it didn't matter that it was, was Whitney Houston or the color people of her skin. People felt that. People felt it, and they understood the story because we all go through the same things, but we're all so caught up with, like, our shit, our everyday lives that we just see, like, the blurred lines behind shit, you know what I mean? So it's just like, hey, if Michelle could tell a story, you could tell a story. Whether you black 100%. or white, you know what I mean? Like, you just got to respect people, respect uh, what they're doing, and just the stories. Like, you, need, sometimes you need that story. Like, you need to hear somebody else's story to kind of inspire you to go and do more and like like the perfect example Kanye Sunday service I just want to point out that Kevin could have definitely went with me to see Kanye's Sunday service <laughs> but he turned it down okay and this is if you know Kevin as long as I have Kevin is on the same playing field as me <laughs> in terms of being a Kanye fan and he turned down the opportunity to see Kanye Sunday service I didn't service. actually think you were going to get in I would, well, we walked right in no problem nobody knew that was happening like it was so low key bro yeah, honestly yeah um I got a shape up instead. I had a shape up appointment. You know, I couldn't look dusty out here. Easy understood. <laughs>
the the Sunday service experience for me was just like a very it was lit because he freestyled yo Kanye did that a freestyle he did dope. a freestyle okay I'm my 13 year old self was definitely geeking I was so happy um but for me just being like I was just in like like I said you know I got to a point recently where I'm just trying to figure out like where to go next like what do what do I do and going to that Sunday service hearing Kanye speak just being in that experience just like it was definitely inspirational like I walked out of there and I'm like yo I need to go harder. My brother, same way. Yo, we need to go harder. We need to go do this. We need to do the work. We need to make the music. Like, it was just, like, such an energy that we need. And, like, regardless of if that was Kanye or if that was uh, the Beatles or whoever it may be or if it was just some random person on the street, like, that experience inspired me. That story, that connection inspired me that I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this and I'm going to go and do more. And we need more of that. We need more people being honest and telling those stories was the service beautiful honestly it was the most the like it was incredible their choir is amazing and their conductor is the it was incredible and swizzy was there kim kardashian it was it was it was a beautiful experience and i wouldn't trade it in for anything like the world like i'm like i said you caught the holy ghost i did i catch the holy ghost i don't think i caught the <laughs> holy ghost um but it was definitely a beautiful experience. Definitely inspirational. Um, I definitely needed that, honestly. Life-changing. Nah, that's awesome. That's beautiful. It's those, you know, those key moments in life that you could, like, pinpoint shit. That... And tell the story. I see how it changed you. How yeah, it made facts. you better, you know? And I feel like that could definitely be one for you. That was. I mean, I've been also following Kanye's life trajectory of becoming of a producer. Um, I worked at Gap. And we just I'm about I'm about to start producing for Jay Z. And that's next. That's the next thing on my my bet, trajectory. Bet. The critical ingredient is getting you off your butt. And doing something it's as simple as that a lot of people have ideas but there are very few who decide to do something about them now not tomorrow not next week but today the true entrepreneur is a doer and not a dreamer bars what do you think about that kev it's uh it's facts it's facts my guy you gotta do if you keep putting on what you'll do tomorrow you'll never get it done you gotta do it today the um and that's just what it is, cut and dry. If you want to be somebody, you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. Where is that from? I don't know. Sister Act, bro. Sister Act 2. i never seen Sister Act. What? But I do know that Sister Act 2 is the better one, right? Yes, it is. How have you not <laughs> seen Sister Act 2, bro? Um, no, but I definitely agree. That's very, it's very cut and dry, but I think you just got to get out and do it. Don't waste your time. Don't wait for tomorrow. Go after it. We talked about trying today. We talked about expectations. And if you fail once, you get back up. Like Cardi B, you can knock her down nine, but she'll get up ten. Um, but <laughs> if you think about six nine, you knock that nigga down, he gonna snitch on you. Facts. <laughs> Facts. No printer. Seriously. Oh my god. He ratted out everybody. He was like, there he is, officer. Like, look, he's on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and the sad thing is that he's probably going to come out and he's going to be popping for the for some kids. I promise you, if the music is hot, the music got to be hot. Um, I personally never really liked his music. 
but I was a lot of people who did, and I think he was gonna come out and no one's gonna give a give a fuck. He just can't uh, be in the streets because he'll die. No, seriously. They just killed. He's going into witness protection. They just killed the lead witness in the Amanda Geiger, um, Amber Geiger case, the one where the Amber Geiger, the cop who killed. The innocent black man in his own crib. Yeah. They just, the lead witness just got killed and shot. Um, so snitches get stitches, unfortunately. Honestly, bro. Like, crazy, crazy. It's crazy, sad. Crazy, and that, that, sad. that was a crazy, um, a crazy child even in the, in of itself. Yeah, yeah. That, that, all that is crazy. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I mean, she, I, I'm glad she got murdered. Um, I don't think she deserves 10 years. I think she deserves more because I promise you, promise you, if the tables were flipped... That person would be executed. If it was a black person, death. woman or man, they'd be yeah executed or for life. Like I promise you, uh, like because we've seen it before. There was a kid in um, West Palm Beach who just got ten days for oversleeping their jury duty, um, and that specific judge is also very harsh with sentences. Like it's messed up. It's messed up who our judges are. You know, sometimes you get good ones, you get bad ones. But that's neither here. Nor I there. think it definitely exceeded our expectations because we thought that hey, she was just gonna get off. So that, I think the, the way yeah, that they yeah, thought about yeah. it was like, yeah, yeah, and it yeah, wasn't yeah. like the judge who did it. It was the jury gave her ten years. Nah, the, the jury said guilty. Judge the sentencing. No, about. and in this in that specific case, the okay, jury okay. did the sentencing. Oh, okay, okay because okay. they they thought that the judge was going to give her at least twenty eight years, but the jury had a hand in the sentencing amount. And ah, I see, 10 I years, see. You know, um, but the, the, the judicial system is fucked up. You know, that's not a lie. We have low expectations for our judicial system. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. got low expectations for America right now. America, follow me on Instagram at No Church in the City. And follow your boy King Jules at I am King Jules across the board. And yeah, with that, we appreciate you guys for listening. Another episode of Mogul Talk. This is 302. We love y'all. Without y'all, we are nothing. Honestly, y'all are the best. Um, stay tuned. We got some great things coming up in store. And we just want to thank you. Follow us on Instagram at Mogul Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Mogul Talk Pod. Be sure to find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, or Stitcher. Look us up in your search tab by typing in Mogul Talk. Thanks to our friends over at Anchor.fm, we're now able to accept listener support. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, head to our website at anchor.fm slash podcast and hit the Become a Supporter tab. From there, you can support the podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes as low as a dollar per month. We thank you and appreciate you in advance. Until next time, stay focused, stay motivated, and stay woke.